0: You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. What's up everyone, Chris Lopez here, and this video is a special report talking about the state of the market in terms of house hacking. This is one video of a three-part series I'm doing. This one's house hacking, another one is just straight investing, the other is portfolio optimization. So if you are currently house hacking or thinking about house hacking, you want to watch this video. I'm recording this on June 9th, 2022. I'm gonna tell you when I'm recording it so you know the data I have as I talk about this. So who am I? My name is Chris Lopez. I'm a local investor here in Denver. I'm the founder of Envision Advisors. We help a lot of people invest in Denver, Springs, and Pueblo. A lot of housing, house hacking and a lot of rental investing. That's our specialty. So why do we need to talk about this state of the market? Because the market has shifted. The last 90 days, last 100 days, we've seen interest rates increase the fastest they ever have, and that's changing the type of returns and the type of cash flow we're seeing on properties. Now, a lot of people out there are freaking out and they're like, oh wow, I missed the boat, I can't do anything now, prices and rates are gone up, I missed it. That is one version of the mindset you can have, but that is not a successful investor's mindset. Yes, the market has shifted. The mindset needs to be what are the new opportunities? What are the new investing things I can focus on in this new market? And that's what this video will talk about is what opportunities and what different levers you can pull to go out there and successfully invest in real estate for long-term wealth building. I'm not talking about to get rich in a year or two. I'm talking about how can you play that game plan for next you know, 10 to 20 years to build a lot of wealth and increase your net worth and achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. So in this video, we are gonna answer a couple of the main questions like are we in a bubble? Will prices drop? Talk about interest rates and inflation and how that relates to cash flow and the returns you get in real estate. Now this is where it gets fun. We're gonna talk about some new finance options and some creative strategies to maximize cash flow. Then we're gonna go through three property analyses and talk about what numbers look like in today's prices and today's interest rates and we'll wrap up with answering the question of, should I buy now or should I wait? Now, I'm gonna go through a lot of data and numbers in this video and I'm gonna keep it short and fast, but if you want everything to come back and review it, make sure you go to the link in the show notes and download this file. This is different from the toolkit we have on the website and is specific just to the state of the market house hacking video. You get the slide deck, all the spreadsheets, and all the Your Castle trend packets I'm referencing. That way you can go and in everything into detail yourself plus, you'll be put on a special email list for additional house hacking investing strategies and topics that are working in today's market. So let's talk about, are we in a bubble? Will prices drop? Very, very common question right now. Been a common question for years, but now a lot more so with the economy and the way interest rates are going. So we could spend hours talking about this. I'm a keep it simple, stupid person, and I boil it down to one metric, supply and demand. What's the supply and what's the demand? This is like Econ 101 and has such a powerful impact on what we can see here. So, we have really, really low supply here in Denver and along the Front Range, and we have high demand. So, and it's not just the high demand from people moving here, we've been underbuilding houses since the last crash in 2007. So, Low supply, high demand, that drives up prices. You look at business growth and population growth, we are still having people and businesses move here, which ups demand. And I can tell you with all the data I see, supply is not going to increase. It's not going to increase from new build or builders putting a new inventory in the market. They have all sorts of you know, headaches and problems with supply chains and the cost of doing business. Um, and also takes a long time. And also as inventory on the active MLS starts creeping up because of the higher interest rates, we are still in an extreme seller's market. And that inventory is just going to, at least right now, is still not gonna tip us in some crazy buyer's market where we're gonna be out of whack. So here's a great chart from Core Logic, I'm sorry, not from Core Logic, but a great chart on the number of buildings or uh, new builds around the country. So this is US data, not Denver, but Denver mirrors it. You can see the last 3 or 4 decades we've built homes in the 20 millions per decade. The last decade was 5.8 million. So, what, a fourth, a fifth of what we've been building? So, lots of demand and just that inventory is not keeping up. So, while that's driving prices and, you know, that obviously impacts us as real estate investors and landlords, there's similar conditions going on in the rental market right now. So here's a great chart that talks about when when rents increase and rents increase when we have very low vacancy. So we've had low vacancy the last 10 years. And after the COVID pandemic, we saw vacancy even get lower, which makes rent growth go higher. So we've been seeing some double-digit rent growth the last year or two. I doubt we'll continue to see double-digit rent growth, but according to data, we should still see strong rent growth. So when it comes to investing, this is something you want to keep in mind. And one the main reasons that you can still cash flow properties and have some strong performance to expect in year two, year three, year four. And so renters are experiencing the same thing where there's not enough inventory out there for to rent to. And so that drives up uh, demand, which drives up rental prices. And keep in mind, as interest rates go up, that's gonna bump out, you know, I don't know, 20, 30% of home buyers out there. And if they're not buying homes, what are they doing? Those people are staying in the renter pool. All right, so let's talk about interest rates and inflation and how that impacts cash flow and long-term wealth building. So keep in mind that uh, this last uh, couple months, we have seen the fastest increase in interest rates in history. I think everyone expected interest rates to go up this year, but not at the pace they did. Now... We've also seen a lot of inflation, which is why interest rates have gone up. You know, inflations are what close to forty-year highs or whatever the latest headline is. So I won't go into a lot of detail on that because you see headlines every day on there. But keep in mind, real estate is historically a great hedge against inflation, and it's one of the you know go look at how real estate as an asset class performs with inflation. So we got increasing rates, we have inflation. What does that mean? It means our cash flow gets pinched because our monthly expenses are getting higher with maintenance costs, mortgage costs, um, but that's also where the increased rents come in. But keep in mind that cash flow is not everything when it comes to having a successful investment in real estate. We're looking at 5, 10, 20-year time horizons, and cash flow is one way you make money. Make sure you learn about appreciation debt pay down, and tax benefits for a complete picture on the overall wealth creation. I will put a good link in here for a detailed breakdown on that. But if your goal is to make cash, you know, a bunch of cash next year or two, I can't give you advice on there. If your goal is to make, build a lot of wealth and build future income and delay gratification, then it still makes a lot of sense to invest in today's market and dollar cost average in. Because Buying real estate now is still going to be a great win in the long run and helps you build your net worth. So, with that said, a lot of people still want cash flow or want options to have cash flow, and that's a great thing about real estate. It's not just a simple black and white. Oftentimes, like a stock market investment is. I go investment in S and P five hundred. It's it's either in or out. I have zero impact or influence on there. I go out there and buy real estate. I've got some options on how much I put down, how I structure it, how I operate it, do I self-manage? So there's lots of options in real estate, and I'm gonna go through some options that are becoming very, or they have been popular, but now they're getting more popular because this will help maximize cash flow. So first, let's talk about financing options, because this is the biggest increase we've seen in cost is just interest rates going up, what, two, two points and change. So right now, I'm assuming 30-year fixed are about 5.5 for owner-occupant properties. Last few years, all we've done is 30-year fixed because we've had such you know, crazy low rates it made sense to. Now, here are two things we're looking at with our clients, a lot of investors out there. First is adjustable rate mortgages or ARMS. So these are products where you, you get a loan, it's still amortized over 30 years, but you have a five-year, seven-year, or 10-year period where the interest rate is fixed. Then after that period is up, the interest rate will float or adjust, hence adjustable rate mortgage. We're gonna do more detailed podcasts and the uh, pros and cons in the future, but with ARMS, short for adjustable rate mortgage, you generally see a lot lower interest rates. So here's when I pulled off a local bank bank's website this morning, Save a five year ARM, 30 year amortization at a 3.875% interest rate. So almost two points lower right now than the 30 year fixed. So we will go through and see how that impacts the cash flow. Now, of course, you have some interest rate risk on there going out past year five or in year six and beyond. So you want to understand the pros and cons of ARMs. Another program. And this is a, a very new program, Joe Massey with Castle & Cook, who's my go-to lender, just mentioned to me a few days ago while we were catching up. And it's a 30-year fixed program, but in year one, your interest rate is 2% less than than the the 30-year amount is. In year two, it's 1% less. In year three, it goes up to the 30-year amount. So if it's a 5.5% 30-year interest rate right now, I buy a property, year one, it's 3.5, year two, it's 4.5, year three, it's 5.5. Disclaimer, definitely make sure you talk with Joe or listen to a future podcast for all the details, but that's the high level. And so you can get some lower interest rate in the first couple of years to help with you know more cash flow, but also have a 30-year fixed uh, safety net in terms of you know reducing interest rate risk. So two great programs I would definitely recommend looking at if you really want to maximize cash flow. It's worth knowing about and worth doing your due diligence. Now some rental strategies. A lot of our clients do long-term rentals, uh, but with the interest rate jump, they've become hard to cash flow. However, with Uh, rental rates going up too we have seen some uh, actually still really good returns on long-term rentals but cash flow is a lot tougher and they're getting harder and harder to find so a lot of our clients a lot of our team members have been doing short-term and medium-term rentals and also room by room rentals so what i'm going to do now is go through three properties and actually give you the numbers and then go through some financing options and play around with the rental strategies a bit to show you how that impacts cash flow, and give you ideas on what levers you can pull to go out there and invest in real estate and house hack. Because keep in mind, there's always options and you have to look at the options, adjust your mindset and adjust the market and then find the right option that fits your goals, your lifestyle, your finances, and how much time, effort, money you wanna put into the property. Oh, and actually, before I get into these properties, I wanna give a quick reminder that we just launched a course on short-term and medium-term rentals with our own Ben Einspar, and we have Jeff White's course coming out soon on self-managing and room by room. These aren't underwriting courses, these are operating courses on how do you operate those properties. You close, you get the property, how do you effectively self-manage those properties? So those are for sale on the website for about $300 a piece, uh, but for Envision Advisor's clients, we give those our clients for free as a big thank you and as a way to set you up for success. So why am I mentioning that? Well, because these properties are going to look at room-by-room rentals and short and medium-term rentals. And these are properties actually Jeff and Ben underwrite as well. So the first one we'll look at is a room by room rental strategy using a five bed, three bath in Lakewood, Colorado. This is active on the MLS as of yesterday. Purchase price is around $570,000. Down payment, uh, assuming a 5% down conventional loan. And we're going to say interest rate is around 5.5%. So let's go through here and look at this property. So here is the 5 bedroom in year 1 and I'm not going to do all the full underwriting of the spreadsheet. If you want to come here and see all the numbers, you know, download it and you can play around with it, but there's typical underwriting on here and I'm going to the cash flow tab. So, while you're living there, your annual cash flow is about negative $9300 a year. So, negative $9300 a year. So you're living there for about $775, and as Jeff White puts it, while you're living there, you're only paying $775 to learn property management, deal with some tenant vacancies, and handle contractors and repairs as needed. Basically, you're getting an education, all those things, and then the day you move out, the property will be cash flowing. And keep in mind, you are living there for $775, that's my number with 5.5. Jeff's number is 690 a month with 5.25%. You're living there for $775 while you're owning a property. That's what it costs to run a room. I mean, most rooms cost more than that. So that is still a great strategy. Now, what happens if we come here and we say, you know what? I'm fine with an arm. Let's do an arm loan. So what that does to the cash flow is now you're living, it's about negative $3,000 a year. So you're living for about $250 a month. That's not that much money. I mean, heck, if you prepay your mortgage insurance, you might be break even. So you can see big difference there with dropping the interest rate. And you can go through there and look at also play with Joe's loan program as well for how that impacts it and then what it does in year three. We can see that lower interest rate obviously gives you more cash flow. Now let's look out when you move out of here. So same numbers. I'm gonna change interest rate to 5.5%. And this is assuming the next year you move out. So now you're getting, you're running out one more bedroom for additional rent. So now you are about break even. You're at negative $640 a year once you move out. Well, if you're $1,000 positive to $1,000 negative, I call that a break even because you know, one water heater or a couple of days of vacancy can make that swing a few hundred dollars one way or the other. So that's about a break even right there. In terms of properties, this is like a 6.7% cap rate property. So overall, really good rental. Now, as Jeff says, you have some other options on here. Here's some key takeaways. This is just a generic five-bedroom house. There are lots of properties like this on the market, some even cheaper if you're willing to live in Westminster, North and Thornton. Lots of great properties in the low to mid 500 range. Another key takeaway is if you can find a way to add a six-bedroom. Some properties you can, and if you do that, that's gonna increase cash flow by almost $10,000 a year in rent. So, you know, here's some options for the room by room, and you can see if you want a cash flow and you wanna live for very inexpensive, Room by room is definitely a strategy to uh, look at. And for all of our Envision Advisors clients, in addition to those courses, we actually have a room by room lease. We gift to all of our, we gift to all of our investors. So you don't have to spend thousand dollars to a lawyer to create the lease. We gift it to you and you can review that and use it with your uh, property and your tenants. All right, going on to property number two. This is a short-term rental house act in Nevada. This is actually a property that Ben Einspar underwrote, and it's actually the property that he owns. We've talked about in podcasts before. Now, here's a big difference in how we're discussing it. I had one of our agents, Amanda Meyer, run a CMA on the property, and he's using today's prices, today's interest rates to come in here and see how this property is performing to see what how it would perform cash flowing t- at today's numbers while we have a true operating data perspective. So let me pull up those spreadsheets here. And so this is a main house, three, two bedroom, mother-in-law suite, uh, one, one. So live in the main house and air being uh, the mother-in-law suite, the smaller unit. It's about a $700,000 purchase price. And we are going to assume around a 5.5% interest rate. So self-managing, all the expenses are in there. And you can see it's about negative $23,000 to live there. So, I mean, that's $2,000 a month all in. Well, that's, you know, from a pure rental product, that's nothing great, but keep in mind, he and his wife are living in the main house of a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house, and they have a full-blown single-family home, and they're living less than $2,000 a month for all-in costs, utilities, uh, maintenance fees, all that stuff. So big savings there. Now, of course, you can some options. You can live in a mother-in-law suite, run out the main house, increase cash flow that way, and see some good options there while you're living there. But what happens, you're like, man, I, I, wanna, I wanna save more money. Well, let's go in there and put an ARM interest rate in, 3.875%. All right, well, now you're living for about, what, $1,200, $1,300 a month, so it drops from negative 24,000 to about negative 15,000. So almost $10,000 in annual savings. Well, that became, can become a big chunk of money. Again, depends if you want that ARM loan or not. So let's look what happens once you move out on this property. So once you move out, run out, his strategy when he's done is run out the main house, the 3-2 as a long-term rental, and the mother-in-law suite as a medium-term rental because he is still self-managing. And so that's like the right balance for him of like, you know, it's a lot fewer turns a year and a lot less, uh, you know, man hours on him and his wife's part to manage the Airbnb. And so that medium-term rental, while it's lower income, it's kind of the sweet spot for, you know, their time in. So this is what you have to look at as you analyze properties. So same thing, $7,000 purchase price, 5.5% interest rate, we got the rents in there, and now it's a negative cash flow of about $5,000 a year. So it's a 6.1% cap rate property, good performing property, but negative $5,000 a year in cash flow. Now you might be like, hey, I'm good with that. I am like 5% down, $50,000 all in, this is a great investment. Or if you want better cash flow, great. Let's put in an ARM loan, three point seven five, or a lower interest rate. Now that cash flow is twenty six hundred dollars a year, so now that definitely swings it. So that is option number two in terms of properties, and you can see that the rent that these medium term rentals and short term rentals of like five to six thousand dollars a month in income, that's a lot more than the three thousand dollars month income to the long term rental. So some great ways to maximize cash flow. Now we're gonna go through our third property and this is a short-term rental, new build townhome in Wheat Ridge, Three, two uh, main floor and upstairs and a one, one mother-in-law suite or might be a studio actually, but you know, a one bedroom, one bath downstairs. And again, this is Ben Einspar's property we've talked about on podcast. I'm using it because we have all the operating data on here and we give a very concise numbers on the medium and short-term rental numbers on here. Now he bought this last year, and we are using today's prices through another CMA that our agent did, and also using today's interest rates and in rents. So about seven hundred thousand dollars all in, assuming a five point five percent interest rate. Uh, when it comes to buying the property, thirty-year fixed. You can check all the underwriting on the spreadsheet. So while they're living there, they're living it for about twenty-five hundred dollars a month. So you know that's a big chunk of money. But still, a lot less than if they had no income coming in because that Airbnb is bringing about twenty-five hundred dollars a month in gross rental income, so a good amount of income. Now we can go through here and play with the numbers. Let's lower the interest rate through an ARM, or let's just say we're going to use actually let's use uh, Joe's loan program. It drops to three point five percent, two points below that thirty-year fixed of five point five. Well, now their cash flow increases by about $10,000 a year or close to $10,000 a year. So good opportunity, good options there. All right, now let's jump into once they move out, how does that perform? So Wheat Ridge rental, 5% down, um, and I'm gonna move it at 5.5%. And what they're doing is they're gonna, Long term rental the main unit, the 3 2, and then do a short term rental in the studio suite downstairs. So about $5,000 a month in rental income. So when they move out, that means they would be at about negative $2,500 a year in cash flow. Well, that's actually not too bad. If you think about it, they put 5% down, they moved out after a year, negative $2,500 a month in cash flow. So then that's what the 30 year fix. Now they could prepay PMI, and that might be about zero break even. Or what happens if they decide to get a lower interest rate? Let's go back to that three point five percent. They're using Joe's program. Well, that puts a cash flow at like seven thousand dollars a year. Actually, this is year two, so it would jump up, and that'd be four point five percent. So that would be negative, or as I be, I'm sorry, be positive positive twenty three hundred dollars a year. So. Some good options on here. Now, I know I kept this very high level. Again, if you want to download this data, play around with the spreadsheets, get all the underwriting models, be able to ask those questions, please go ahead and just go to the link in the show notes, follow it, or send me, Jeff or Ben, an email, and we'll get you all those details because we this is very important stuff to talk about and big decisions as you're going out there investing. All right, to wrap this up, should I wait to buy? Well, you get my famous answer, it depends because it depends on your situation, your goals, your financial stability with your job or business. It really depends. But in terms of like pure you know, long-term investing, setting aside uh, you know, your specific goals and financial situation, should I wait to buy? I do not believe so. I'm a big believer in dollar cost averaging. And also looking forward, I think rates will go up. I think price will continue to go up. And here's a great chart from your castle. If you purchased a home, at the worst time, before the worst housing recession, peak of the market in 2007, uh, you know prices tumble. But if you hold on to it for five years, you'd actually be up by about $10,000. If you held for eight years, you'd be up over $100,000. So this is where, if you look at historically, if you have that long-term, or, you know five-year plus minimum time horizon, you histo- history is very much on our side, and. Let's talk about what may or may not happen. Great, you may buy a place and then what may happen? Interest rates go down, okay, refinance. Uh, Prices may drop, okay. I don't think that'll happen, but bummer. But it's on paper, probably doesn't affect your cash flow. Wait a couple years and prices should be back where they are. Looking at all the data, I don't see it happening. I think uh, you know, keeping an eye on the interest rates is a really good thing to do because if interest rates drop a lot, great, refinance to a lower rate in a year or two, or if you're using an arm in a couple of years, refinance into a 30 year fixed um, into a lower rate if those rates drop. So a big thing of like, should I wait to buy is asking yourself um, you know, frank questions and also going through scenarios. What's most likely to happen in your job and the market? Prices go up, interest rates go up, uh, rents go up or maybe rents are flat, prices go up and interest rates go up, or maybe rents drop and prices drop. Go with the spreadsheets and play with some scenarios and see what's most likely. I don't think we'll see prices or or interest rates or rental rates drop. I think they're all kind of go up for a little bit. Interest rates may drop in a year or two if we hit a real recession and the Fed has to drop the rates, but go through scenarios. But I personally would not wait to buy. And the last thing I want to focus on is Our whole goal here at the Envision Advisors is to help you go out there and navigate the market. Help you go out there and put your plan in place and go out there and invest in what's the a great property in today's market. And none of the property we talked about were like Unicorn. Oh, we see this twice a year. These are you know good deals that we routinely see on a monthly basis and close for our clients so in addition to getting the expert advice a rockstar team of agents go out there and help you find negotiate a property we also want to give a lot of benefits to our clients so when our clients close on a property we give them lease templates a standard lease template, and also a room by room template. We gift them those courses, the short-term and medium-term course, and the room by room and self-management course. We do the annual portfolio review with our clients. We also are plugging people in the new Property Llama software. Our goal at Envision Advisors is to give you the best value that other teams and brokers and agents simply can't compete with. So if you want to invest in the market, reach out to me, reach out to our team, talk with me and Ben, all of our agents. We'll go out there, help you Figure out what your plan is, overlay with the market, and help you figure out what the best move for you is. And if it's go out there and buy a property, we'll help you execute it. If you have any questions, please reach out to me and don't forget to download all the goodies and data.